How are we doing, everyone? This is the It's Time to Jam podcast with me, Brad Refresh. Um, this is the first ever episode. Um, we've got DJ Marco, uh, Mark Johnson from Club 135 on the first episode. It's an absolute belter. We talk about all things, um, sort of the local area, the nightlife, um, fusion, is event dreamland. Uh, Club 135, we talk about Hong Kong, there's some um, brilliant stories in there. If you enjoyed the podcast, then feel free to share it on social media, we're trying to get the word out, so yeah, um, enjoy. So this is the first podcast we've got, we've got uh, Mark Johnson on, um, basically DJ Marco, known for 135, um, Fusion, Fusion Reunions. Um, just thought I'd get him on because he's sort of a piece of local history with regards to organising the nightlife. So, hello, Mark. How are you doing? You all right? All right. Um, just want to get into, know a bit more about you. Um, yeah. Uh, this podcast is basically just about... Um, say Whitehaven or West Cumbria and and what the hist- preserving the history of, of what we do and, and whatnot. Um yeah. how did you get into the nightlife? Well, yeah, so basically around the nineties, like mid to late nineties, I was playing in rock bands and stuff like that. And um obviously going out nightclubbing and stuff as well. And um Were you in a band? I was yeah, I was in a, a band called Catch Twenty Three. With uh, Daily Rogers and uh, a few of the lads. We used to have a good time doing all of that. Um, the kind of reason I, I quit doing that was because I was only earning 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, like, so what, what are we talking? What type of rock are we talking? Like, it's like commercial covers, like, like you know, like Bon Jovi. And, what were you doing? Small pubs and like sort yeah, of like a. Pubs and like weddings and some civic halls, like rugby places and all that. It was a good laugh, you know what I mean? It was. Touring around, just having a good crack with the lads and all that. How far did you go? Mm, just Cumbria, really, and South Scotland and that as well. But it was one of them where it kind of like it was only twenty quid each. Do you know what I mean? It's like it was never going to be a a massive career or anything like that. So we just did it for a dos, and um, I moved to New York right. in the year two thousand. Jesus. Which, people probably don't know about um and i stayed there for a year but while i was there i got offered a gig djing in a in a local like pub slash nightclub thing so did you have any experience before this i'd started practicing on um some crappy old gemini decks um that you used to to get hold of back then they were like belt drives belt drives yeah yeah, yeah. so like they were just garbage so from there, like, yeah. like I'd you had a gig at this point, like anywhere you played a club. I've done no gigs at all, but I'd, obviously, when I was in this nightclub thing, I had made friends with the bar staff and the owner because obviously they, they must have thought it was cool that they were friends with someone from England. Do you know what I mean? I think that is the only reason why Mate, I got a gig. Do you know what I mean? And they were like, do you fancy getting on the microphone and doing some songs? Oh. And I was like, you only want me because I'm English and I've got an English accent and you think it's cool for your little town yeah, in the brand New York one. State that you've got an English DJ. And, um, yeah, I made 
I didn't think I was famous or anything yeah. like that. I knew what they wanted me for, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what was this but, club like? How many was it getting in? Was it size um, 250-ish, 300 a night. And um, they had another DJ as well. I just kind of done an hour or two a night. What was this, house music? Or? Yeah, it was like house and a bit of R&B and that as well back right. then. But, um, yeah, I wasn't certainly wasn't mixing properly, do you know what I mean? It was just a bit of a piss take. But, um, yeah, when I came back, I went um, back into playing in bands and stuff for a while, and I was like, hang on a minute, I can probably make more money from DJing on my own yeah. than what I can from being in a band. Because I, I, I had a crap with people, and they were all like, yeah, well, we get 150 quid a night. This will have been around year 2003. And um, I thought, well... I wouldn't mind having a bit of 150 quid a night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not being greedy, but, you know, what? 150 is better than 20 quid. No, no, you know honestly, I, mean? I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, with with DJing and that, it's a lot of people think it's a big industry for a, a lot of money to be made. And I think yeah. I think the pandemic and that showed that it was... It, it, a lot of people weren't as rich as they made out. When you see yeah, like yeah. these superstar DJs, and you see them on like flight um, in private flights and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, but like as a DJ, as a pub jock, you're like under fifty pound a night in two thousand and three was actually decent. Uh, it was, and yeah. to be fair, I mean, I started doing karaoke and stuff like that in the Whitton Cat. That was probably my, I think that was my first pub residency. And what were we playing there, like chart and cheese? Chart and cheese. And then I started I started on like a little Denon DN4000 twin deck. Is that the one with the CD players came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started that, yeah. mixing on that and um, kind of got a little bit better, a little bit better every week, you know what I mean? And then eventually um, a guy called Dave Coates, I don't know if you know Dave. Yeah, I think so, from... From Barrow. Uh, um, yeah, did he not do... Fusion. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, yeah. I, yeah. I vaguely remember meeting him once. I think he didn't like under 18s as well. Like, yeah, that's, that's where I... now and again, I. Yeah. But he, he said to me, do you want to come and do the party room in Fusion? Which back then, it was only a back room, but it was still a massive gig. Mm. And um, I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. How much is it? Oh, it's like 170 a night. Right. I was like, fucking hell. 179, that's awesome money, do you know what I mean? Hey, no, but looking back, right, yeah. I know it sounds daft, but yeah. but think of how much they were making on the door. Like, how many people were oh, they getting yeah. in? Like, like 170, it's that's like, what, mental. 17, four, a tenner each, right? Mental cash, yeah. absolutely mental. Uh, I mean, so yeah, I accepted that gig, kind of wound down doing mobile discos and stuff like that, because I did that for about... I only did it for a year, hmm. because... I got pissed off with mobile discos because yeah. I was I had an agent, you know what I mean, like a local agent and stuff like that, and he was sending me to gigs and not telling me that it was a wedding. So he was saying to me, "You get a hundred quid, and then you know rock up, take the hundred quid, and I'll take my fee off them direct." So there was one one dude that he sent me to in the Washington Central, and um, I didn't know it was a wedding gig, and I went there. Oh, it's a wedding do. I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> what am I going to do here? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I seen the bride and that. I was like, shit. I've only got like a few records and that. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is ridiculous. And um, back then, obviously, you didn't have a USB pen or I didn't even use a computer. I just had a big, massive bag of CDs yeah. 
and, and then a, uh, and singles and compilations and I stuff like that. Yeah. And CDs. I even had laser discs. Do you know what I mean? Right. If people can even know what them are, and um, yeah, so I was like, it got ridiculous because I had to I, basically I had to go to the cake and find out the fucking name of these people. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Mister and Mrs. Do whatever it was. Yeah, and it, you know, I got I got past doing all them. Went to Fusion to do parties and stuff like that. So um, what's this at this point? Is it Fusion Backroom's party room? Is it? Are you doing house yeah, music? It was house music and lots of cheesy shit as well. Two thousand and three um, would have been sort of like the beginning of the clubland stuff. So you like? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was pretty much the start. I mean, I know Simon Kennedy had been uh, doing events and that as well mm. at the time. Millsy had just started doing stuff there. Andy Kelly as well. So everyone kind of, I don't know, it was it kind of, that was like pretty much the start of it for me. It was like 2003 where it was like the proper gigs, not yeah. not messing around anymore, like with with little tiny pubs and stuff like that. Yeah. You felt, I felt then like I was a real DJ then. Yeah, um, I, 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 can, I can relate to that. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, with... The names like you're saying there, like like Millsy, Andy Kelly, and that like yeah. they when you think of the of the community of of what Fusion was, they yeah. sort of use lot that I remember. That's who I remember is like the core team I, I, yeah, and yeah. Simon and yeah. I'm a bit young for that to be honest with you, but yeah. um, I caught like the very latter years where it was it was it was poor. It was like post recession yeah. and it was it the was, early years were awesome. Yeah. It, was, it was it was ridiculous. I mean. Like, I mean, just you just had to look at, like... I mean, Andy was just coming up through the ranks then. Yeah. And he was already better than pretty much every DJ in the UK. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, fucking hell, I'm never going to get that good. Do mm. you know what I mean? I was, like, <laughs> just mixing a few tracks together, doing a bits and bobs. And yeah. I was like, I'm all right, but I'm never going to be that level. Do you know what I mean? Um, and Millsy was obviously awesome as well because they were putting the time in. It's yeah. like... I think that's what people don't really get is, like, especially now, everyone thinks that they can just get a fucking 200 quid deck off yeah, DJ kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then two weeks later, they're a fucking DJ. And I'm like, no, it sounds like I'm an old bastard to say it, but obviously we were all playing finals and stuff like that. And it was fucking hard. You, you like my first gig in the main room of Fusion playing vinyl. I was absolutely fucking shitting myself. Do you know You've got to remember it was a massive capacity venue as well like for, for four, this area. Yeah, fourteen hundred capacity. Yeah, and we used to regularly play to like fourteen hundred people. It was fucking insane. Yeah, and like yeah, you, I had what I did a gig in Carlisle as well in Terminal One, where I had I think it was. Um, Oh, that's what a some hard house track I had on anyhow, maybe um Till Tears Does Part or something like that. And it was playing someone fucking having a really good time and um he pulls his shirt off, just dancing topless, chucks his shirt into the DJ box, yeah, onto the needle of the record. Yeah, you don't hey, you don't get that anymore, honestly. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> Yeah. It's like, but that's the kind of crap that used to happen. And um, yeah, I mean, luckily now you don't have to you don't have to deal with any of that anymore. But, I know. Um, um, that, I've had I've had sort of mishaps and whatnot where you've had like a sound system cut out or whatever yeah. for whatever reason. Um, yeah. I know. I used to play. I used to have a, a little residency in um, John Paul Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was all like 
chart house music that's what I was playing at the time they yeah. they wanted oldies and stuff but I sort of got a younger crowd in because obviously it was when I was first starting out um, and finding my way a lot of kids from school would would when like I was 16 would come down like yeah. we can we can get in here like yeah, the, the yeah, doorman yeah. were, were alright and yeah. and whatnot. so they all used to come down they used to play some like house music and whatnot. yeah and then I remember playing one night and someone hit the fire alarm, but obviously the fire alarm, the fire alarm's connected to the sound system. Well, yeah, yeah, so it yeah, cut everything yeah. out. Yeah. Half it took like half an hour to get the the system back up and running and like nightmare. Yeah, no but like we lost everyone. Like yeah. no one no one was sticking around. You you'd had a few a few people standing by the bar having a crack in that, but yeah. for, say we had 50 people in we probably had 10 when we, we got to start back up that's so. happened to me loads of times <laughs> it's, just, no, it's just DJ mishaps isn't it like you say it is, like, right? it but, is. but that's like the modern day the modern day vinyl slip isn't it like you, to lose your crowd yeah it's just horrible it's the amount the, the amount of weird crap I've seen happen in mm. nightclubs like I mean Infusion back in the early days because it had a balcony that ran all the way around yeah People thought that it was really cool to dive off it like Superman and then obviously break the legs on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. There was one guy, as they were like, it got to like, I don't know, one o'clock and some people were leaving and um, another guy rips his shirt off, chucks it out into what he must have, he didn't, well, he didn't care where it landed, to be honest, mm. but it went on a lighting rig and back then... There were all like power cans and stuff, so they were like red hot. Uh, like like he was giving off a lot of thermal energy, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his his tops on there slowly getting hotter and hotter, and uh, I'm DJing away down the bottom, and um, I'm like, hang on a minute, is someone's fucking shirt on the lighting rig there? And it's not what you can do, but what yeah. are you going to do? Go and get a pair of ladders when you've got <laughs> a thousand people in the club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've just got to wait and see what happens. So I was like, oh, shit. It, and you could see smoke coming off it. And then eventually it's on fire. And oh, then it man. drops down onto a full dance floor of people dancing. And there's fucking flames everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God. This is fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like... It's a proper Cumbrian thing, that, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. like it could only happen around here. Like, oh, I know yeah. it sounds daft, but, like, yeah. you, you hear of mad stories. Like, yeah. this one is fucking... This is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I was running an event in um, Whitehaven for... Um, it was a base mental sort of thing yeah, event yeah. that I was doing. So it was a, yeah. it was uh, the second event I think a summer do, and it was like everyone had been to barbecues and whatnot, and they came down all summer wear and that on. Yeah. And um, I remember one of the one of the DJs who was on, he tapped me on the shoulder. He says, "Look at that over there." And yeah. then right by where the main speaker stood, yeah, there was this lad. It must have been fucking twenty one or something. Yeah. Getting with this this young lass. Yeah. She, I think she's about 20 odd and the, the, they're all over each other and whatnot. next minute he puts his hands up her dress right no yeah. realises that she's got a tampon in oh. right no this is disgusting I know yeah, yeah. right and then whips it out between his two fingers <laughs> flicks it across the dance floor right over everyone's head yeah. and then they, oh. they sort of leave and stuff like that yeah. they come to like shutting time at like 2 o'clock half past 2 yeah. the cleaners were in there says so we didn't go and check see what he threw across there because obviously yeah. we didn't know at the time yeah. went over and it was just a disgusting like yeah, used yeah. that's like Whitehaven style that, that I've is. seen that as well yeah it's grim they do the, the, the grimmest of stuff I mean yeah. I mean getting back to like say like 2003 I mean yeah. I think one of the big differences back then compared to now 
um, was like literally the amount of gigs. You know what I mean? It was like there was a lot of gigs there back then, but there was only a, a small amount of DJs that were capable of doing it. So you'd get like, obviously you'd have bedroom DJs and stuff yeah. like that. They, but they, they never they never got on because they simply weren't good enough. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was. I mean, you had to kind of know people and be recommended by others yeah. to actually get a gig. I mean, I had an agent from 2003 right through to 2009 and he used to get me gigs or tell me to go and do whatever... You know, it was it fucking ripped me off something rotten. Yeah. You know what I mean? But back then, it was it was kind of like that. You get your regular work though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had, I had regular work all over the place. Um, if I wasn't doing fusion, I'd be up in Carlisle. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where I was doing the Litton Tree, which turned into party party in right. Carlisle. I'd do that from nine till one, and then drive down the M6 to to go to Barrow. And do a massive fucking boat that they had down there from three till six, and I, I always remember driving home. I mean, at this point, I was making I don't know over a grand a week yeah. DJ, and I'd quit my job and everything. Yeah, and um, I remember driving home at half eight in the morning. And I was like a massive wallet full of money because <laughs> it was all yeah. cash. Yeah, oh yeah, cash. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, fucking hell, this can't last forever. Mm. And I was right. No, no. Well, you know I mean? the, the recession, the yeah. smoking ban, yeah. Um, and I think I think camera phones and everything ruined the atmosphere of a lot I of did, places. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I mean, I started doing events, like putting on my own events in 2005. I think it was. Right. So what's what, what's this at this point? Um, we had we'd set up Dreamland at that point. Um, so, I, I used, in, so your first event was 2005? Yeah. I was going to get into that and ask you about it. Yeah. So what's the origin, origins of that? They're like, so, like me. I mean, before that, I was, I'd was i moved to Portugal to go and DJ for Wern Lineker. Right. Um, for a couple of seasons, and um, which was fucking mental. Um, but, yeah, when I came back, um, I thought, well, I'll, the DJing is all good and well, but you're only ever going to make so much out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say, I'm not greedy, but I could see that it was limited. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if, you, if you've if you quit your job, like a lot of people... Rely on... They want to quit yeah. the job and DJ for a living because it's the, it is the it's dream. It's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought, well, I've... I've I only quit my job because I was making twice as much money DJing as what I was at my normal job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I went to my normal job, which was like... I was kind of like at, the, at that point, like managing the Vodafone shopping work and yeah. like assistant manager slash whatever it was. It it was bollocks, do you know what I mean? But you realise at that point when you start making loads of money DJ and you realise how shite your normal job is. No, but at the same you know time I mean? as well, I know this is sort of a little bit off subject on that. But yeah. at the same time, you you'd be going to Fusion on a on a, a Friday night, yeah, and like Vodafone shops busiest on a Saturday, like so you'd be up early going. I'm not going to lie, I was asleep in the back office all the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't no. give a fuck, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I'd, I'd get in at like six o'clock in the morning and I'm at work at fucking eight o'clock. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how can you survive doing that? Yeah. And I was got like, I mean, back then, um, obviously when I was DJing with Dave or, um, we would, I'd have a normal job. So I was at, at work like six days a week. And then on Wednesdays, we were down in Manchester with, the Brutus Gold Love Train show 
doing bits and bobs for that. Um, or <laughs> or just like hanging around in the VIP bit for a DOS. First, uh, I would go and do Chicago Rocks in Bolton straight after right. work. I, I, I don't know how I survived. Friday, I was doing, I think it was the Henry Kerwin in Workington yeah. that, for a couple of months. Saturday, Fusion, Sunday, Chasers. I was yeah. like, hang on a fucking minute. Like, I was like... You're doing never, a five day a week, aren't you? I was Straight never like, at home, do you know what I mean? I was like, always out. And yeah. I think people don't realise, like, it looks like, oh, you, you've achieved stuff in the DJing world or you've made money or whatever, but I was putting in more hours than enough. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, driving Absolutely. up and down the M6, like, all the time. It's an absolute nightmare. You, you're, you, and you're only talking about the DJ gigs. You've got to remember, yeah, like, yeah. you had to get... You had to get Music, you had to go fucking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, back then, you, you couldn't just go onto your computer and download some digital stuff. Yeah. You'd, you'd be vinyl and you'd be CD singles, like you were saying yeah. before. So you'd, yeah. yeah. That 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 take hours out your day as well. So you you had like a five yeah. five day week uh, day job as well as your your five day week day job. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know I don't what I mean? know. I had any time to do anything, to be honest with you. I mean, but that was the difference then. It's like people put the effort in. I'm not, I don't want to slag off new DJs coming through now, but. It seems like they just want it handed on a on a plate. Some of them, you know I, think, I, mean? I see. I see a lot of people who kick off over it. Yeah, it's like it's like like from the from the toys out the pram and saying, "Why am I not getting a, a set?" And it's like, well, yeah. you haven't done anything to to earn that set. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they take it personally as well. It's like a self like a, a sense of like entitlement. Yeah. But if you'd been through the dog shit that that like. Like I'd been through. I don't want to sound like one of them old people that like my generation was better than the young generation, but it was hard. I think I, mean? I think as a DJ as well, you've got you've got to serve your time a bit. Like I know it's yeah. not a trade as such, yeah. but yeah. like you've got to do the shit to get to the good. Like yeah, definitely. I I mean I went through loads of crap gigs. I mm-hmm. I had gigs where people were deliberately farting into your microphone and that, mm-hmm. and then you you got to do the whole rest of the fucking show. Yeah, <laughs> with your microphone stinking of shit. Oh, <laughs> I was disgusting. like, this is grim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but people don't say that end of it, do they? Like, no, they don't. As, as a as, but, as an aspiring DJ, they just think they should yeah. be on there in like a main room on a main event. And yeah. It's just, it's got to be earned, I think. I mean, I, I did a gig once, um, I can't remember what bar it was in, somewhere in work, and then the, I think it was maybe Corner Bar when that opened up. Mm. And um, some guy came up to me and he actually, he actually said, I wish I had your life. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what are you talking about, you blooming yeah. idiot? Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, but it's not that. It's not that. It's not 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 that good. Do you know what I mean? They like, only see the high points, don't they? Like yeah, they just think you're. Di- I mean, back then, I think it was probably a bit, a bit more. I don't know. Like maybe celebrity DJs and all that made it bigger. They're a bit, I, I they're, don't they're know. a bit of a mystique to them as well. Yeah. Whereas now, I know it's a lot live on social media and that. But like, yeah. there's a bit more of a like. Oh, look at him. He gets to go and party all the time. Like, yeah. whereas some people be at home and like, oh, I can't go out this weekend. I've got no cash. But, yeah. yeah. The partying all the time, it's uh, yeah, it's not really like that for yeah. some people. It's not, is it? It's not, no. Yeah. So go on then, Dreamland. Yeah. Would... So, yeah, we re- I kind of realised that I was never. The DJing on its own was only going so far. You know what I mean? You were only going to get offered so many gigs or whatever. Or, like, you, I kind of sat down and thought, I need to be able to do something where I'm bringing 
bigger DJs to the town, yeah. whether it you know whether it be Workington or Whitehaven or whatever. So I decided, obviously, I was in Fusion at the time. Yeah. So I approached the manager of the club and I was like, look, I wouldn't mind bringing in like Judge Jules or Dave Pierce for a bit of trancey kind of stuff. So you what, um, when you started Dreamland out, it was it was a trance event. It was yeah, it was going to be like predominantly trance. Yeah, because I love trance. You know so, I mean? so this is two thousand and five. Trance had already sort of peaked, so it was yeah, like yeah. So, uh, but there was still a lot of names, sort of. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of names out there yeah, that that I looked at and was on the verge of booking as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we got we got Judge Jules um, in, and. Paid him his massive fee for doing it. Oh, yeah, um, obviously. And um, I won't lie, I mean, I made all right money from it. You know yeah. what I mean? It was it was good crack. So your first event, how many would you say? I think we've got about 900 people. 900 but, people now would be a mega success. I know. I know it's a, it's a totally different world and stuff yeah. like that, but yeah. But 900 people for a for a debut event is I know. unbelievable. That was our, our first one was Dave Pierce, which got 600 and then Judge Jules got 900 people around about that. Um, I mean, a tenner a ticket as well. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not, it's not bad money, is it? You know no. what I mean? Um, and then I was like, hang on a minute. These are big, but the the name on everyone's lips at that point was the Tidy Boys. Yeah. So I was like, I'd, I'd not really looked into like the hard house kind of stuff. What, what, do, you think, what do you think hard house? Oh, I, lo- I liked it back then. I, yeah. I did actually used to play a bit, a little bit of it in the club, like on a normal Saturday night. Not not much, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'd I'd filter in a few tracks. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought, well, I'll get the Tidy Boys down, see what the crack is with them. And this was tail end of two thousand and five, um, and yeah, it just went fucking mental. It was massive. Absolutely huge! It was like twelve hundred people or something like that. So who was on the event? Who was on the event that day then? Like- so we had Millsy, Andy Kelly, myself. I think I got a few lads down from Carlisle as well. Right. And um, and yeah, and just the tidy boys as well. So was this main room and the the, the back room as well? Yeah, we used to have um, Ben Borg and them on right. in the back room. Good and, DJ um, Ben, by the way. Good yeah. Good and um, Al Lockie and them. They used to run a night called One Five Five. Right. Which was like pure face melting. That's not for me. That type of stuff. I know. No, it's really not like. Uh, it I hate, awesome. It's called. Is it? Is it? It's. It's. It's like NRG. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. Angry Hoovers one five five plus, and it's. Just... Oh, it was awesome. I'd like go in there and I want to get. You just see Ben screaming at people. Uh, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like. Um, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. See, I, like, I, I love my hard house. I like. Yeah. I like stuff from sort of like. Yeah. One three five to and I won't exceed one fifty. I don't think. But, yeah, I but never for do me, the, the 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 that like random firing of hoovers and stuff like that. Oh, it's not yeah. for me. That, like, it's, uh, I mean, but there's quite a lot of girls liked it as well. I was quite surprised. You have got to remember as well, two thousand and five. Yeah. The tidy tidy nucleus yeah. sort of yeah. uh, triple E tracks and all that. They, it was all massive. It was it like was I. and and another thing as well. Uh, it might not have been massive. Where it originated because it'll have yeah. maybe died down, but up here it was it was fresh to us. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was it all was, brand new. Well, they were all got the tidy weekenders as well, so obviously yeah. that's why they told me to put that on. I I didn't I wasn't originally going to put it on, but everyone was like, you need to get the tidy boys up. Oh. I saw that we had the tidy boys up, and then um, I think two thousand and six, 
we went started looking at the girls. So it was like Lisa Lashes, Lisa Pinup, um, and Savage. Um, we didn't get Anne actually. Um, Amber um, D. We had Amber D up as well, yes. yeah. Um, so yeah, we went down that road, and then I mean, this was like from two thousand five to two thousand and seven, or sometimes club was rocking every week. Everyone was out. No smoke and ban. Yeah, and also, I'm not, I don't even smoke. Do you know what I mean? So it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much. However, as soon as that smoke and ban came in in two, I think it was late two thousand and seven. My God, what a difference! It was like mm. it was like it went from awesome nightclubbing with loads of atmosphere to pure dog shit overnight. It was like because we had we had the tidy boys on for the second time. Like late on in two thousand and seven. Yeah. So compared to the first event in two thousand and five to the second one, um, they were still just as popular. Yeah. But because the smoking ban had happened, we went from like having nine hundred to I think it was like five hundred people. Which, in hindsight, I mean, let's be honest, it's still a lot of people. But mm. back then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was disappointed to only get five hundred. Imagine that though. Imagine getting five hundred <laughs> now and going, yeah. I know. Fucking hell. Uh, what a shit night we've had. <laughs> I know, well, I mean, in the in the tail end years of Fusion being open, I remember them saying, oh, we're going to shut on Furzers because we only get 300 people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you said that to someone now, they'd be like, are you fucking insane or something? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. But, yeah, that, the smoking ban changed it all. And like I say, I don't smoke, but it definitely impacted the industry massively. And that was everywhere. What about the recession? Yeah, I mean, that was like 2008, 2009, wasn't it? I mean, few, like Fusion took a hit massively in them times because it just went through like pain after pain. So there was like smoke and ban and then there was like recession. Then there was floods. Hmm. So we had to shut for six months due to floods. Um, um, from what I... From what- I know of his history. Yeah. I always thought it was 2004 or 2007 was like their glory years. It was, so I, yeah. I mean, when it first opened in 2000, it was busy as well. But, I mean, I was never a massive fan of Bounce and Donk. I was always into House and Trance. But what I will say is that Bounce and, and Donk made that club. Yeah. At the time... That's what it's remembered for mostly. Yeah, at the time... I, I didn't like it, but and I didn't play it that much. I played like normal clubland, like yeah. extended versions. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so you're more of a, like a flip and fill over like I an was Alex Kerr. I was. I. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. Eventually, I did start playing a bit of Alex Kerr and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, you realise, like looking back on it now, that it was renowned. It was like a, a second Wigan Pier or something like that. This I think this area is is I know it sounds stupid, but yeah. like. This area is built like nightlife is built on your sort of your bounce and your machina yeah. and your hard house. I think that's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, like around yeah. here now. Even if you put events on for yeah. for any of the three, you still get sort of good numbers regardless. Because you get the older ones as well. Yeah, that's it. It's like you can put a house event on and get a few of the younger ones. None of the old ones will go. It's mm. like it's like flogging a dead horse. Do you know what I mean? But like you put I don't know some some scouse house or bounce on and it's going to be quite a lot of people there yeah for you know it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you put on they're all like oh, yeah we'll go to that 
MC yeah. such and such is on, or you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're into MCs, aren't they? Around here, a lot. Yeah, um, you know I mean? it's a very MC orientated. If, I mean, if I had my own way, I, I wouldn't mind like a host on something like that. Yeah, but I'm not a fan of this. I see, I've seen like a few events, and it's like mm. where they're standing, like they'll stand on the stage, and there's like four of them on the stage, and it's yeah. like pass the mic, and then you yeah. can't even like fit a vocal tune in. I've I've played uh, sets where there's been MCs on, yeah. and they're like they're like less vocal, and I'm just yeah. like you get you're scaring people away. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's too much. It's yeah. like. I mean, obviously, I'm from a musical background with playing in bands and I, I can play piano, I can play guitar and stuff like that. And then when you see people, like, emceeing over a vocal track, you're like, fucking... It's embarrassing, isn't <laughs> what it? What are you doing? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they've got no knowledge at all. Yeah, they might have the best rhymes in the world, but you 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 basically emceeing over someone else's voice as well. It's just, like, ridiculous. The thing that I found with it is that you can tell a lot of people drew inspiration from, the like, the Italian MCs. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, if you listen to, like, old CDs, you can tell, like... There's, there's a few there's a few people who I, I listen to, like, sort of yeah. back in the day, and um, you listen to, like, the MCs that come through after that, mm-hmm. and then they they sort of handled it a bit well. So I'm talking the likes of... Um, so, so your FEZ, your Finchy, mm. they mm. know how to like hold a crowd, um, yeah. and and it, they do like you've noticed yourself in one three five. Yeah. As soon as I've got, uh, I've got Farrell on the on the mic, the yeah. place uplifts. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a whole different, that, yeah. yeah. But then you've got the new generation of MCs who've came through, and nothing yeah. against them, like yeah. lyrically talented and stuff like that. Yeah. But they they just seem to like have no presence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean this. This is it. I mean, it sounds like... I am going to sound like an old person when I say it, but, like, it seems like the industry's diluted down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I see it now. It's, like, back in the, like, 2000, early 2000s and stuff, it was, like, it was massive, you know what I mean? Everyone wanted to be a DJ or an MC. Yeah. And you could learn off other people. But now it's diluted down. I don't see now, like, a lot of young people wanting to do it. Oh. oh, there isn't that. Yeah, there isn't the ne- the next gen at all. Yeah, that's um, one of the one of the MCs that stick out to me, and he's sort of I would call him a new generation. He, he came through sort of mm. late two thousands, but yeah. he's sort of the next generation. Yeah. Um, with um, Dosa Donk, and it's MC Easy. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's had him on, haven't you? Yeah, um, we have. I. Um, and he's like lyrically talented, and I yeah. always thought he's always been my sort of like favorite MC for it. Yeah. But. It's it, it. I think it took him a while to to get his crowd control, yeah, and yeah. now he can come on, and all he needs to say is like "so easy, so easy," and what, and then the yeah. whole crowd are absolutely fucking bang into him. They do have, I love it. They do have good presence, some of them. Do you know yeah, what I mean? it's, yeah. it's one of them. It's it, like, and then all the people will sing everything what they're doing, and yeah. you know what I mean. It, it kind of works. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's definitely changed though. <laughs> it's a lot harder for them now. Yeah, but. I think so. So speaking of like your dreamland and fusion and stuff like that, mm. can you tell me three of your favourite sets that you've done? Like um, anything that sort of sticks out to you? It doesn't necessarily need to be them venues or that brand. Yeah, I mean obviously because I was at Fusion for what seven years. I think I was there total, mm. maybe a bit longer. Um, yeah, that's always the one that sticks out. I mean, I might have done clubs all over like the north of England because. Mm. Fusion was owned by Luminar Leisure, yeah. which was quite big back in the day. And um, 
they'd send you around some of the other ones, like just to keep time. it fresh, sort of thing. Yeah, they'd be like, if they needed cover for one of the other ones, they would take you down to like another club, so that basically they knew that someone was capable of doing it. Interested, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we used to do that, but yeah, the best sets probably would be Infusion. Um, so the ones with Judge Jules were quite good back then because he he was on the radio at the time. He was massive. He was like yeah. top ten DJs in the world. And mm. to be able to get someone like that to your club... Yeah, in our little town as well, do you, you know what I mean? You couldn't do it now because the, the DJs are all like... The, if you have a look at the te- the top ten DJs now, they'll all want like a hundred grand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. If I, if I Googled it, I reckon and looked at it, I, I would say Judge Jules in 2005 would have yeah. been in the top ten in the world. Yeah, yeah. If you look at someone in the top ten of the world now, you, yeah. you're sort of thinking like you're sort of Martin Garrix, Armin yeah. Van Buren. Like yeah. you wouldn't get Armin Van Buren in... No, you couldn't get them. No, you couldn't. Uh, I've, I mean, in 2000... Well, so getting back to the best set, so probably, mm-hmm. yeah, the one with the Tidy Boys, the one with, um, with obviously Judge Jules... Um, and then I don't know another one would probably just the bank holidays infusion. They were awesome. You know, it was like lockouts. Yeah, yeah, fourteen hundred people in there, all going mental, and they'd be like me and Andy and Millsy, just rocking the place. It was a good crack. You know, what I mean? it, it was just a, a great time to be DJing back then. I've never done gigs like that since. You know what I mean? There's been nothing like it, yeah. No. I, I can agree with that. Um, to be honest with you, there's nothing has been as big in Cumbria since. I don't yeah. think there's, it's. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I mean, it, having travelled round as well and obviously DJed abroad, I, I I've got a good perspective of how good it was. Yeah. It was awesome. It was better than a lot of places in the north of England. Yeah. But this is what this podcast is about, man. You've got to yeah. remember that I'm doing it because. This, this, I don't think people realise how big of uh, impact we had within the dance industry within yeah. this this area, yeah. and like and how popular it was. Like, yeah. um, but then you see places that had a much much um, smaller thing, and they've got they're they're remembered as as somewhat special. Whereas I think we should be remembering Fusion for yeah. what how, what a legendary venue it is. Well, it was. I mean, the problem is, I mean, Cumbria is seen as a bit of a backwater, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, they're just Cumbrians up there that. You know, they've got no impact on the scene or whatever like that. But it was huge. But we had, like, to the Dreamland events, we had people coming from Birmingham and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Manchester, Liverpool, all coming up on buses. And I was like, Christ, this is what you can achieve. Just, I mean, I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing at the, st- the first. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like just throwing money at it left, right and centre. And it was just lucky that back then you could do that would you, would you say it's right time, right place? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think you needed to have a bit of knowledge of what you were doing, but not a great deal. Yeah. And as long as you had a few grand sitting around and you could just chuck it at some DJs and then it was all right. I mean, the one thing you do learn when you get into that world of promoting and putting on your own events is how many shysters there is yeah. in the in the industry. Do you know what I mean? That everyone's trying to rob you of your money and stuff like that. As soon as you've got money flying around, they all want to take a piece of yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, I was always a bit standoffish. We'd, I never went partying that much. Never. Maybe I was a bit boring, do you know what I mean? But I'm like, boring as fuck, mate. This is... 
as exciting as I get. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't go to after parties. I don't yeah. do it like that. And as daft as it sounds, I don't get the um, what's the word? I don't get the the urge to be standing in someone's kitchen at six in the morning. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> just, as, as much as it is, that. I fuck it. The, yeah. the perfect night for me is go and play a set right. Mm. Have a pizza or a McDonald's, go to bed. I'm yeah. fucking like yeah. I, I'm an old man in that regard. I'm, I'm 25 yeah. year old, but I act like a fucking 55 year old. It's the best way to be, really. You don't yeah. want to be in someone's kitchen at seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> sniffing lines. Yeah, but the the thing is, I was sort of moving on. Um, I know you can't really compare it, but, but with what you've got going now at one three five, yeah. Um, can you see a, a sort of revival of the younger generation coming through? I can. I. I mean. I love my club like the way that it is now. Obviously, we bought it when it was Rock Bar, yeah, which was a bit more commercial, sports bar kind of thing. And um, I don't know, I've kind of just I've turned it into fusion. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, it's like it's because I remember how good them times were back then. I'm like, oh, we're gonna upgrade the sound system massively. We're gonna yeah. upgrade all the lights and stuff. We're gonna do all the decor. Like right, and then just by coincidence, all this music, like, like you, I could play a set list from what I used to play in Fusion in two thousand and four, in my club now, yeah, and it would be rammed. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's insane. It's mental. You know, what is I mean? it it's nostalgia like, or yeah. is? I think I think what it is, it's because the kids that are going out now, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old, their mum and dads. Probably used to go to Fusion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like they, they've grown up with like all the donk and bounce tracks and stuff like that, all the massive clubland tracks, like Kelly Lorena and stuff like that. Yeah. So they all know the songs. And then it doesn't matter if it's a clubland mix or a bounce mix, as long as they know the words. Yeah. Then it's rammed. It's, it's insane. It and is. even over the last four years, even, we've moved from doing more housey stuff into doing more bounce because it's just becoming more and more popular again. Yeah. It's it's crackers. It is. Um, I know a lot of... The, there is a big bounce upsurge at the minute, sort yeah. of. When I first started trying to get gigs and stuff like that um, out of Cumbria, it was sort of 2013 maybe, maybe yeah. 2012, and I, and I was just trying because there was nothing local. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of events on, but they sort of died down. Nobody was interested anymore. And as yeah. I say, I think it was that older generation who was going to Fusion. Yeah. They've all grew up and had kids. Like, and and that's now they're is. all going out. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it's mental. I mean, like my girlfriend says, oh, we're going to rename Club 135 Donk 135. Yeah. <laughs> because we have that many events on now yeah. that are like orientated around that. But, you know, you've got to kind of give people what they want. And that, yeah. at the minute, that's what they want. Yeah, so, that, that, we. Are, I think we're all aware it will change at some point. But yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'd say that I'm thriving at the minute with how it is because yeah. like I can drive down to Whitehaven that takes me about four minutes from my house, yeah. and then you can just go and play a set. Like, I don't need to go look for looking for work in some yeah. fucking pub in Burnley. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? that's it. Isn't it? I mean, like, the one thing I will say about the bounce and clubland tunes and all that, which is what I've said to all them lot at work, it's like. It's happy music, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you get a lot of house tracks that are, like, 124 to 126 BPM, 
and they're fucking miserable. Do you know what I mean? It's I, like, I've noticed a lot of like <clears throat> within house music, um, even commercially as well. Some of the stuff that gets played, yeah. it's played with like moody chords. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It, 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 yeah. So it can like a lot of the tech stuff. If you if you listen yeah. to it. They, they play quite mo- like moody chords throughout the tracks. Do you yeah, know what I mean? they do. I whereas like bounce and all that, and like a lot of club band, it's it's all like A minor kind mm. of happy tunes. Do you know what I mean? It's, Cheesy. I that's love, what it I is. It. That, that's what it is. And people they've obviously went through that much shit over the last few years. Mm. You don't want to go to a pub now and listen to someone like basically just having a fucking circle jerk with all the friends wanking each other off playing. Some bar and house music, just that you're cooler than me, and no, I'm cooler than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you want to go to a club now, like, get a get a couple of drinks, get get on the dance and floor, have a sing along, isn't and just it is? fucking go mental. Do you know what I mean? Have a good laugh. That's what it's all about. I've, have you noticed? I, I obviously don't know because um, I've only I think I've only played two events since you've opened back up yeah. for years. But have you noticed it's busier because? I know, obviously, over the pandemic, there was a two-year yeah. period where you get these 16, 17-year-olds who are yeah. now 18, 19, yeah. who won't have been out, and the urge to go out maybe a bit stronger. Is, is yeah, it busier now? Yeah, it's definitely now? busier, yeah. It's, um, I mean, 2019 will have been our last trading year before, obviously, pandemic crack. And um, it got to the point where people were coming out at half 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now, they're all coming out at nine. Because I can't wait to get out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. As long as you give people a good time, they're going to come out. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter about anything else. If, if you've got good speakers as well, I mean, that's the other thing I will say is like, obviously I've had 20 years plus in the industry. A lot of people that go into owning clubs that are not from a DJing background, they don't have a clue what they're doing about like how to entertain people, yeah. keep them in, and what attracts them there in the first place. They just think that I'll open a nightclub or a pub and people will just rock up. Them days are gone. Yeah. They Them days were over in the early 90s, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But people still think like that now. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't get it. You've got to give people a reason to come to your place. I've noticed the difference in one three five since since I first played for you until yeah. now. Um, you've like the decor; it looks it looks quite classy. Like yeah, I know yeah. it, I know it sounds stupid because yeah. it's, it's just a, a then it's like a pub bar yeah, yeah. club whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's 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 quite classy and you can tell like the sound system when I was in there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It was fantastic. We've but, just um, upgraded it as well. Oh great. <laughs> But honestly, like it was, it was really good, and yeah. uh, the lighting, like yeah. I know it goes sort of underappreciated, um, yeah. but fucking the, the lighting in there is like brilliant. Like yeah, that's it. I mean, obviously, I I did mobile discos and all that malarkey and loads of stuff in the industry. Do you know what I mean? But you've got to look for stuff that's a little bit different. Do you know what I mean? And then have someone that knows what they're doing to put it all up. I mean, we're we're putting in a new ceiling in the next couple of months. Like mm. entire new ceiling with an intelligent lighting system put in the whole thing. Um, see that like this is again. I don't mind spending the money on stuff like that. Whereas a lot of the people that get in the industry are just greedy. They're like yeah. they just want to take it all for themselves and not give any of it back. That's that's why they fail. Do you know what I mean? Because they just want it all for themselves and don't give it back to the customers. I'll always give it back to the customers because I, I understand that that's what makes it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why 
you'll see our place constantly upgrading. It always upgrades all the time. I'm never going to stop with it. I know, I know. I don't want to be for, like negative or anything towards it, but yeah. when I first started playing in there, I found it yeah. quite moody. Like, yeah. um, it was rock bar, so it's yeah. like the red light, and and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and I found it quite moody. But now. Yeah. It reminds me, I know we sort of played through the sort of winter just been, but when you go in, mm. it's quite summery, isn't it? Like, does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. you go in and it's all, it's it's bright and it, it's, yeah. it's, it gives off a good vibe and I think it's quite welcoming. Well, the idea behind it was, um, I basically, because I've, I've obviously spent a lot of time in a beefer as well. Yeah. And um, I thought, right, well, I, need to, I, need, I need a cross between a beefer and fusion. Yeah. So that's the whole concept behind the place now is a mix of both. So it's like a mix between, let's say, Cafe Mambo and Fusion, so which like, is yeah. totally opposite, you yeah. know what I mean? You'd never, so you're thinking of somewhat like a, a cool rave club? Yeah, of, it's like somewhere yeah. where you could you could have a house event that'll yeah. work and you can have a donk event yeah. that'll work. It's like trying to do both. I, I, honestly, I think the the, the the donk lot are spoiled by it, because like, yeah. we're used to fucking dingy back rooms, like yeah, as, yeah. as daft as it is. Yeah. It was like I was saying earlier, when I was getting into DJ and I was having to travel 100 miles to get a gig, yeah. and I was playing yeah. for free. Um, yeah. And and the thing is, like, I'd turn up and I'd be in a fucking working men's club yeah, yeah. with like 20 people in there, no lighting system, yeah. um, speak, the speakers were shit quality, dead tinny, and... Yeah. And it's like I, I can remember like five or six of these gigs that were just like I just thinking why am I bothering? But then I like uh, the music that much yeah. that that like yeah it it sort of works. But now I feel like one three five or even some of the clubs around like um, I was playing in Flamingos in Blackpool um, yeah, yeah. I like it about two weeks ago um, and honestly like they are spoiled with the venue like it's yeah. it's it's modern and it, yeah. and. and it's people care about it. Yeah. People it's, care about it. It's hard to find a place where the owners know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the best or like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Far from it. Like you know what I mean? But if you've been it for long enough and you've you've been that DJ side of doing stuff as well, you want to be comfortable, don't you? Yeah, you do know what you're doing because mm. you've you've. I mean, I've DJed in some fucking pile of shite places. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want my place to be like the ones that I've played in in the past. Where you rock up and the speakers are all knackered, they've never put any any money into them whatsoever. They've replaced all the speakers with crap off the internet, like for a hundred quid or whatever. Yeah. The mixers, fucking, the the classic was a formula sound mixer with no knobs on or out like that. You'd rock up and then you you're putting your fingers into the actual circuitry to make it work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then. Oh, you didn't mix that correctly. That's because I was being fucking electrocuted by the fucking mixer, you daft bastard. Do you know what I mean? It's like, but that's the kind of place we used to play at back then. And I was like, no, I'm not having any of this. I mean, I've spent 15 grand on speakers in our spot. You know what I mean? And I don't mind doing it. And like I say, it's not going to stop at that. It's going to get more and more and more. So... Like with with regards to like what you've got coming up there, like yeah. is there anything you can say on here? Um, and this podcast won't be out until after the weekend, so you can't yeah. really do Easter. But what have you got coming up? Um, so we've got frequency coming up on yeah. Friday. Um, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Um, yeah, we've got that tomorrow. Um, we've got Sopranos coming up. We've got we've got absolutely loads of stuff to be honest with you. I lose track of it myself now. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen a few things. Um, there's the 
The Sopranos night. Um, yeah. I've seen. I'm I'm playing for um, Kenty for this is Bounce UK. Oh yeah, Kenty's coming up. Um, yeah. That's the Queen's Jubilee weekend. It is yeah in June. I can imagine you're going to theme it, like because yeah. when when we opened the clubs back up, yeah. I can remember walking into the club and you had the the, the Boris hanging hanging from the ceiling. I love that. <laughs> And honestly, I kind of yeah. wish you got sort of sort of media attention for it. It would have been yeah, good for a yeah. good free advertisement, sort of any yeah. publicity is good publicity. Yeah. But the Queen's Jubilee, I can imagine like a lot of yeah, crown be, or something. It'll set be up. branded up that one, like definitely. Yeah. Um, we've got. Um, I don't know if you've heard. Well, you probably will have heard of him, but um, a guy called Suat who's on social media all the time and he wanders around in an RX3. Yeah, I've seen him, yeah. he's He goes through, like, sort of town centres and stuff. He does, uh, he's, he's coming up um, in October. Ah. Um, that's between me and you. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> no, it's not now, it's the general yeah, public. I know, but, but yeah, uh, he's coming up in uh, October for a, a, a set. Um, but, I mean, he's massive on there right now. He's, it's But, again, it's about fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're we're all about that. It's yeah. about having a good time, and that guy is all about that. So that's why we looked at getting him up because he's all about having a laugh. He's he's, he's like a megastar, isn't he? Like he like, is he's now, a, yeah. like a social media, like yeah. like he's made it without even gigging anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or he might have. I don't. I don't know much about him, but like yeah. it's someone like that who've who've they've found like a unique selling point and they've just oh, yeah. went round and now. They're playing off it. It's like um, you you booked um, Davos yeah. um, to play. Yeah. He his video that yeah. went viral and, uh, like, and it's just like there's loads of piano players out there, yeah. but nobody does the old school. And, and uh, then all of a sudden that yeah, that, cri- that Christmas and, uh, thing, that mega mix of, of him playing the piano and playing all the old classics. I'm always looking for stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. But yeah. now he's made a career out of it. Like, yeah, he's it's great. Fantastic. Really nice lad as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like he's a spot on guy. I've um, always I've always wondered, right? And I, I know it sounds fucking daft, yeah. but do you reckon that was staged? I don't, no, I think it was. I think he was just having a doss about, wasn't he? But I, I don't know if he kind of wanted to make it into a career or not. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the amount of attention it got. It was yeah. like hundreds of thousands of views. It was millions, it? mate. Yeah. If you go on YouTube, it's literally millions of yeah. views. <laughs> it's it's um, mental, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, I always look for stuff like where people are like coming up through the ranks or whatever or they've done something that everyone likes. Because why wouldn't you want that on in your place? Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so next, I want to talk about um, Hong Kong. So, oh yeah, yeah, Hong Kong. So I, 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 fucking, I go there every year. Obviously yeah. not because of the pandemic. Yeah. But um, I know you like going there yourself. Yeah, so yeah. I went, what um, attracted to you? To it? Well, I was doing kung fu and all that at the time. I've been learning that, and um, obviously that's the home of where yeah. it originated from. Um, so I had a crap with the guy um, that runs the school out there. And I went there for two weeks and got battered continuously. <laughs> was it fun, though? Was it fun, though? It was. It was good crack. I mean, if people have seen the um, Ip Man films, yeah. that's where all that's from. Quality, that. So the guy that runs the school there is actually Ip Man's son. Oh, is he? Yeah, one of them's died now because he's got two sons. Right. And, um, yeah, so I was basically learning... From Ip Man's son himself, who's ninety odd years old, yeah, but 
you give me a good couple of slaps, like. <laughs> I know, no, uh, honestly, um, my missus, like, we, we've watched them all, like, several yeah. times, but is it Man 4? Yeah. And he's, he's, he's got the cancer and that, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, my missus sitting on that sofa, absolutely bawling her eyes out of it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty good, though. Like, yeah. I love kung fu movies and uh, and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I went in there, it was so intimidating. It's only a little room, like, size of someone's living room. It's about respect, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and, like, you go, in and it's you just feel super intimidated and they're all like they're not big people do you know what I mean like the smaller and that like yeah. some of them but they're still like weapons you know <laughs> no no but the, 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 uh, another thing though is that the, the treat it with a, with a lot of, of respect and stuff yeah, like yeah, that like... I mean it was his birthday when I was there so I went right. for his birthday meal and everyone was coming in with obviously red envelopes and yeah. presidents and all that and he, he must have got absolutely tons of stuff yeah. Oh man, don't get me started on that. Yeah. I got when I got married, I got I got married over there, and people were just giving you wallets, just just take it, take yeah. it, and I, I fucking count. It paid for my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, it, it was I mental. I was like, that is what it's all about. You like you say, like respect, and I was like, mm. I'm not saying it should be like that over here. You know what I mean? But it's I think a there's a lack of though. Like yeah, the, the, cult, the culture of, yeah. clash is weird. Yeah. With when I first started going over there, yeah. Like their thing is like I speak a bit of Cantonese, so it's yeah. like. So when you go over there, you you you, you speak to your elders yeah. with with names and stuff like like it's not just like Iamare fucking whatever. Uh, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, I, get, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm all for all that respect stuff over there. You know, that's why yeah. I, it's out of everywhere I've been in the world, it's probably my favorite place. I mean, I've lived in New York. I've mm. I've went to every place that you can imagine in the world. I've been everywhere, Africa and stuff like that, India, but Hong Kong, like. It's probably a little bit different now, but uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was there what four years ago, but um, yeah, it, it was just awesome. It was like you could do whatever you want, you know. And it's great crack, look, and you could literally. I went from the hotel. I went jogging up to Lion Rock, yeah, which is like I don't know, like five mile away from where my hotel was. Where were you staying? In Kowloon. Yeah, whereabouts? Um, do you know? It'll have been. Old, old bit like midway up. I can't remember the street called now. Do you know what um, MTR stop you were at? Oh god, I can't remember. I can't remember the actual stop. Um, but it's like literally halfway up near the there's a little park there. Yeah, I know what you're um, on about, man. I just uh, yeah. trying to figure out what area you. I went in. jogging up to Lion Rock, and you can sit up there. For like, I sat up there all day. The view's amazing. It's unbelievable. I was like, I've literally jogged for an hour. And I'm now sat on a rock with no one there, and there's seven million or like eleven million people or whatever. Yeah. Just down there, it's absolutely ridiculous. The people don't realise how much of a countryside it's got. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost at Lion Rock. I went. I, went... I mean, I'd go like I've been, yeah. but would I fuck be jogging up to it? <laughs> I don't oh, do a jogging, mate. Honestly, mate. it was good crack. No, like. I don't crack. jog. No and jogging. No you fucking physical exercise. see all the old people exercise. in the park not doing yeah. tai chi and stuff like that. And yeah. It's just a different world, isn't it? Her, her granddad does a bit of that. Like, um, yeah. he goes out to the local park and like, yeah. He's, he's at an age now, he's a bit older, and yeah. um, the thing is, he, he wears a, a like a, a phone around his neck, yeah. so if we need to ring him, he'll answer his phone, yeah. and sometimes you see him out there and he's doing a bit of Tai Chi on the local park, it's fucking mental when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, I loved it there. What did you think of, did you go, do any nightlife or anything like that? I did, I mean, I, done, <laughs> I went with some of the lads from the uh, 
from the academy thing. Yeah. And um, we went to some karaoke nights and that. Oh, man. <laughs> I was man. like, fuck me, this is mental, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, we, I was pissed as out on whatever drinks we were all having. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but yeah, the way I would describe them is enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll be honest you know with you. I, mean? I I thought I was getting a bit stitched up the first time I went to yeah. a karaoke bar. I walked yeah. in and yeah. have you seen have you seen Rush Hour Two? And it's yeah, um, yeah, Chris yeah. Tucker doing a yeah. Don't stop till you get enough. Come yeah. on! Yeah. Well, I went in and someone was on the fucking karaoke doing that. I thought yeah. this this is a setup. This <laughs> it, unless they're sitting there with that on repeat and yeah. I, it was just just timing it. Yeah. Uh, and it was just it, it's a bit weird. Like like it like because uh, it's not weird. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Like me, I grew up and done a bit of Michael Jackson and that as well. I done, yeah. a, I done a Billie Jean and I was loving it. It's like yeah. you get right into it because they're they're so enthusiastic about it. It's just I oh, one place we went in, every single table had a microphone, it's so amazing. everyone could join in. Yeah, I was like, fucking hell, it's just mental. You know what I mean? But it was all. But over here, if you had a microphone on every table in Whitehaven, yeah. some cunt would be blooming emceeing <laughs> or farting <laughs> on the mic. Listen to my rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but over there they're all just singing the actual song. Yeah. You can just imagine it now, Abba Dancing Queen, and someone going there. Yeah. Hey, check what do here we go. <laughs> the wood yeah. go, eh? The yeah. wood. But um, it's just one of them things where it's like, it's, it is a different culture. But yeah. did you go to any like nightclubs or? I went to one. I can't remember much about it. Though. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> but it, it, the technology was awesome. That's yeah. all, that's what I remember. I mean, I was pissed as out when I went out. But the one that's. The standout thing for me was how much tech was in everything. Like the They're club. not shy on it, are they? No, no, it's like it sounded ridiculously sweet. And I was like, this is this is bizarre. I think it'll have been in the new part of New York, obviously on the island bit. You know uh, what I mean? I know you're on about, yeah. Um, yeah. sort of Hong Kong Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um I've I had a, a bit of a weird story actually. Yeah. Uh, the the first time I went, um <laughs> I posted a picture with with my missus when we we got there, and mm. we were up at um, Victoria Peak and showed with all yeah. the monkeys on the mountain and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're up there, and then um, do you know Phil Goodall? Yeah. Um, yeah. Phil messaged me. He says, "All right, mate. I didn't know you were you were in Hong Kong or not like that." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. What, what's up?" And he went, um, "Oh well, I used to live out there, didn't I? Um, yeah. I've got a few connections. That if you want to come and do a set somewhere." Yeah. And he's like, "Obviously, he's messaging me from Whitehaven at this point," and uh, I'm like, uh, "Yeah, you." Can do, I suppose. And then uh, and then next minute I had this this guy, um, James somewhat or other, ringing me. Yeah. And he was like a uh, he was a Kiwi, yeah. He was like, and he's like, I can't do the accent, but he's like, yeah. You're all right, mate. Uh yeah. he says, uh, hey, you want a DJ? And I'm like, Oh uh, <laughs> well, yeah, if you wanna. And I was like, yeah. he's like, come down to this club, be there for ten thirty, and then I'll put you on for two hours. And I was like, right, okay. And then I didn't have any music or anything, I didn't yeah. plan on doing anything. So yeah. Her uncle drove me to, to his house and he's yeah. like, can you get anything offline or whatever? So yeah. I went and bought these like $10 memory sticks, which is like a quid and it was yeah. like like 32 gig or something. Yeah. So I got two of them and then um, I start. I was like, I can't play what I play yeah. in Hong Kong. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> but, uh, and then I thought, yeah. well, fuck it, why not? Like, yeah. And as daft as it sounds, yeah. I downloaded a load of classics um, yeah. and put sort of a couple of hours worth of music on yeah. and just go from there. And we went down, it was in um, Wan Chai because um, there's like two spots yeah. of Wan Chai. It's a bit rougher. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more like nightclubby. And then yeah. there's Lang Wai Fong, which is like, it's a bit yeah. more 
what would you call it? You would call it like Cafe Mambo type yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like a bit more. Is that further around the island? I can't. I can't it's, it's on Hong Kong Island. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like very tu- it's, uh, very touristy. It's near um, TST, Tim Sai Chu. I think I know what you mean. Um, and it, it, it's like basically it's like a strip, but it's up a big hill. It's almost like Magaluf yeah. Strip. Yeah. So, anyways, me and my missus and her uncle and that, her uncles and that wanted to come and see a fucking. Do, yeah. like DJing and that and we're walking and walking up one chai it's a bit rougher yeah. and um, we're there and we're walking past like a brothel right yeah. and outside there's like um, the <laughs> high seats and there's an old one with a walking stick she must yeah. have been a 90 something right <laughs> this is backwards this mate yeah so so and then there's like loads of these these lassies and honestly yeah. they, they were beautiful like yeah. I'm not even gonna lie to you they were, they were fucking gorgeous yeah but like I was with my missus. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not into that. Like yeah. so, I carried on walking. This, this, this old woman jumped off a seat, yeah. and she was going, "Hey, big English boy!" And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> all right." She yeah. goes, "You want to fuck my ladies?" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I said, no. "I said I'm with my wife." And, he, and she, she looked at her, and she was like, uh, uh, "Like yeah. lay young man is like, do you speak English or, yeah. or, or Cantonese?" And she's like, "I speak Cantonese." And then she said to her, "I tell you something." You and your wife, fuck my ladies, come on. And uh, she's I give you good price. And I'm yeah. like, I, I can't do that. Her yeah. uncles and that are just laughing at me. Yeah. And we're walking up the strip and I'm thinking, I don't know what to expect here because I hadn't yeah. been at this point um, yeah. to that area. Yeah. And they were all saying it's like very nightclub, dingy, yeah. but, but like a good a good party venue for young people. Yeah. Went there and the whole strip, it was like it was like a Magaluf strip. There yeah. was just reps everywhere. Then there was like, and and it was it was mental. So I got I got to this club and and I thought this is wild half past ten and yeah. you would think it was twelve o'clock it was absolutely heaving and I thought and I went in and they were playing at the time it was like um, like Melbourne Bounce oh, like, yeah, like, like yeah, TGR one, yeah. and it's yeah. like so it's like it's like house music with a bit like a, a bounce feel to it it's yeah. like 125 128 bpm or whatever yeah and i thought hey i might get away with this here you know, <laughs> no, no, do you know what i mean like yeah, i was just thinking yeah, it's, it's, it's not too far off is yeah it? it's like a kick and an yeah. offbeat so right yeah. right it's relatable yeah so i went in and i walked through and it was it was mental like like yeah. just great it was like at the front there was like a gang of like um jamaican guys and they yeah. were right up for it giving it beans and they had like yeah. signs and everything like that and there was <laughs> it was it was class and as you say yeah. all ultra modern tech and that like yeah. the DJ's name was going around the outside on like a LED screen it was yeah. fucking brilliant yeah. and uh, I got up to the DJ box and this guy must have been fucking a bit backwards like he was like you're a right, mate jump on now I'm going to get pissed and I was like oh <laughs> alright then I said, yeah. he says uh, there's someone coming after you like yeah. he says he says you play a couple of hours and there'll be another DJ coming yeah. on and I was like oh right fine fair enough so then we got down to it. I was uh, I started up with um, your Manda Simpson strings, Joe. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, it's either gonna empty the place or they're gonna <laughs> go mental. So yeah. I played it, and then the the, the string buildups coming in, and then it kicked in. And like I was I was playing a little bit slower. I was yeah. playing I was playing sort of one forty. I wasn't yeah, I wouldn't yeah. play anything, anything faster than that. And the place was going mental. I've got a video of these Jamaicans yeah. going absolute nuts to it and like yeah. grabbing me and stuff like that saying I fucking love you and all this and I was like, I was like no but there was like a mixture there was like yeah. French people in there there was yeah. these Jamaicans loads of Chinese people yeah. there was loads of Chinese people getting off work yeah um, say working in the local restaurant or have you yeah. coming into the nightclub yeah. dressed in like the, yeah, the in thing the and work the, uniform the work right? uniform and yeah. they're just you know they're going out for a few drinks and then going on before the next shift sort of yeah. thing it's like mental it is so different though because like, it's, it? it's 24-7 nowhere I sleeps know. like I you know. can go out at like 3 o'clock in the morning 4 o'clock in the morning and go for a meal <laughs> it's, it's, it's mental like, 
So I was there and I played, I played the set and, and, and whatever, I'd sort of enjoying my night. Yeah. And this, these Jamaicans come up and he's going, what's this music? He says, I've never heard him. <laughs> he says, it's like Melbourne Bounce, but yeah. it's not. And I'm like, no, well, it's it's like Scouse House sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. He's like, and he's going, Scouse House, bro. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, it's it's, it's 20 years old, this track. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, man, no, nah, no. Nah. And I said, honestly, it's... It, <laughs> so so I give him the USBs and I just said yeah. keep them whatever you never heard from him since or anything like that I didn't, yeah. didn't expect to but but it just shows you that some people are the, in the world never heard of they've never heard uh, it yeah they've never heard it when but I, they were like right over it it was happy party music yeah and um, when I was doing New York and Portugal and that and you drop in a couple of like club landy type stuff they didn't have a clue what it was but, but they, they liked it did they dance yeah oh, you wow. know what I mean it's yeah. like so it's like for some reason that music hasn't reached them people or whatever uh, I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, it works. Like I say, if it feels like good, like feel good music works, no matter where it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I got off, and this next DJ come on. I couldn't tell you who he was. Didn't even yeah. really talk that much. Um, I noticed one thing as well. Uh, when I was when I was playing, they had two at the time. It was when two thousands first came out. The CDJ two thousands, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. two yeah. brand new ones. I was like, oh, get in there. Yeah. And the mixer was like a twenty year old, like Alan and Heath mixer. And it was just, <laughs> it was just, it was just the sliders yeah. were about fucking seven inches. Do you yeah, know what I mean? So, yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, like, how the fuck can you? Yeah. I know they are a solid mixer to be fair, but like, yeah. how the fuck can you can you afford to pay yeah. two grand a deck and then you won't even fork out for for a, for a decent mixer? It's mental. Some of the places I've played at, like. It is like that though, isn't it? You know what I mean? You you wonder. I used to walk into a club and I, I wouldn't be bothered. Like eventually, like when I was older and stuff like that, I wouldn't be bothered about what the crowd were gonna be like. I was just bothered about what kind of a shit pit the blooming DJ box was gonna be, yeah. or what kind of garbage you're gonna be playing on that night, and if you're gonna be able to even DJ properly. Yeah, that's all I was bothered about. I mean nowadays. I've, I have got I've got three thousands and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like Ooh, posh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's to be like, honest with you, there's no there's no there's no slum in it anymore. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. But uh, as I say, when they were on their two thousands, the, yeah. the DJ came on after me, and I was like, "So what was what, what he doing?" From underneath the two thousand, they were up on like uh, stands, so they were yeah, like yeah. sort of facing diagonal. Yeah. Underneath them, yeah. there was a pair of uh, CDJ one hundreds. Can you remember them? Like the grey ones. Fucking yeah, right. Yeah, like and little tiny things. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were like yeah. small things, and they had yeah. like a tiny platter on. Yeah. And this guy came on and started playing on them. He said, "He's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't play on that new technology." And I was yeah. like, "All oh, right, okay, fair enough." Yeah, it's like a blooming beer mat, isn't it? This, <laughs> the the actual yeah. platter on top. I remember them. But like, it? you come with a bag of discs. He, it wasn't even like a DJ bag. It was a carrier bag just of discs. Yeah. And you come and played. He must have been a regular DJ there, sort of thing. So then I got off, and this 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 Kiwi come to me, James, and he says. He says, "Oh, I fucking love that, mate. I loved it." Yeah. And he's going, he's going, he's going. Can you come? Can you come back? Uh, I said, "Mate, I need to enjoy my holiday." I says, yeah. "Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm only here for yeah. a few more days and whatnot." I says, "I says, I'll come back next time, whatever." You. He yeah. says, "I'll tell you what." He says, "Through the day, but when I'm not, I DJ at night. And through the day, I'm a, um, I'm a surfing instructor." Oh, sweet. Yeah, all right. He says, "He says, do you want to come surfing?" Yeah. And I was like, um, "Well, I'm actually out on um, yeah. my, my wife's." Um, Uncle's boat tomorrow, yeah. so I'll, I'll sort of see you, see you out there because yeah. it was in Saigon, near the same place. Yeah. So whatever. This is the first time I'd I'd met like all of Elaine's family as well. Yeah. Um And oh man, it got it was wild because I got out there and they 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 hired like this this um 
they had, a, they had their own small boat and they hired like a bigger boat yeah. so we were flying out on this thing and we were using it as like a banana boat we attach a banana <laughs> to the back yeah. and then we were I was going on the thing and they were kept, they kept caught the, like my um, my Chinese name to them was like fat boy or fat white boy do you know what I mean <laughs> No, That's it is. Yeah. No, hey, but yeah. it's just one of them things. Yeah. They used to call me Guai Jai, which is like just white boy. Yeah. But then yeah, it's like every time I kept. Yeah, yeah. Every time I kept going, it's like you get, yeah. you're getting fatter. You're getting fatter. And I'm like, fuck yeah. hell, I know. Just, yeah. just leave me alone. But yeah. it's just one of them things. I, I, I appreciate that they're straight with you. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're, if you like, like, I've seen a couple of things where they'll walk in and they'll say, you're ugly. Not not, yeah, not to yeah. me, but like somebody else. Yeah. Or, or you're fat. And it's just like, it gives you incentive to do something about it. Well, yeah. No. But so we were, we're walking down to, to the little docks to get onto this boat. And it's like a five seater one. Um, yeah. So we went out and, and then there were, we were by their bigger boat yeah. um, that we'd hired out for like, I think it was like, I think you pay like a hundred quid yeah. and obviously we just put like a tenner in each sort of thing and you, you hire it for the day and you can go oh, to like yeah. the little islands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was there and then um, basically what happened was uh, they were like, come on then big fat boy. If you think, you, <laughs> no, if, if you think you're, if you think you're like strong enough on that, yeah. it says, come and get on this, see how long you can handle on this banana boat. So yeah. all, all the young kids were on it first and yeah. then Elaine's dad went on it. He got like flung off it yeah. and I thought, fuck this, I'll, I'll show them how it's done. Do you know what I mean? So I got on and I wrapped my, my legs around and my arms around and he's yeah. flying. But yeah. then he was quite clearly going a lot faster for me yeah, yeah. than everyone else. And he was going back over his old waves and I could, like, I, I was... <laughs> I, and do you know what I was scared to let go to see because I was yeah. physically, like, I'd been on it sort of 10 minutes and he was trying as hard as he could, swinging yeah. it around and stuff like that. Yeah. And then next minute, he, he changes direction and he drives over his old waves and my... the it flipped upside down at this point yeah. and my pants had like hit the water and my, my shorts come flying off and honestly mate I was yeah. the, it sounds daft but yeah. I, st I still wouldn't let go yeah. so like all our family are standing there on this big boat <laughs> looking at me right hey, my, my yeah. ass and my balls are hitting the water like this and I was just like oh my god what the fuck I need to let go I'm embarrassing myself here I'm, I'm just yeah. gonna have to let go so I let, I let go and by yeah. the time I like I was being so stubborn yeah. so by the time I let go I hit the water, flipped, come back around and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. It, it sort of like went to turn the thing around, come and get me. My 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 shorts were like lost in the sea. This Because it must have been 500, yeah. 600 yards away. Uh, so there was no chance you were getting them. Yeah. So all as they pulled up slowly next to me, they're all laughing their heads off and that. And I'm, there was about 20 people there like yeah. on the big boat at this point. They're all there, got the cameras out, taking photos of me, just floating in the water with no clothes on. She, they were all pissing themselves, laughing. My missus red as fuck, dead embarrassed. <laughs> and they were like, well, we've got no clothes for you. Yeah. Like, we, what are you going to do? So they got the little boat and went yeah. back to shore. I was yeah. sitting there treading water on my own yeah. for, for 20 minutes. Like, just no <laughs> clothes on. Freezing. But, um, and I was there just treading water and I thought, what a way to introduce myself to our family. Like... <laughs> All their kids, every time I go off now, all the, yeah. all the young kids were there when we first went. I come back now and they're, they're like, remember that time you did that? And I'm like, I'm yeah. never going to live this down, am I? <laughs> Honestly, but I was I was bollock naked because I, I just yeah. had shorts on and, and you could just see me bouncing off the water. They've all got photos of me and it's <laughs> just me like hanging on by my arms. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, embarrassing moment. That, they're, like, they're like having a good laugh, don't they? Man, I've just went off an absolute tangent there, but I get excited when we talk about Hong Kong. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Did you Where did you go, like scenery-wise? Um, I went to Victoria Peak, obviously Lion Rock and all that as well. Um, there's a Dragon's Trail run that I did as well. I've seen that, yeah. Um, that's, that's the literal path, isn't it, through the... Yeah, yeah right, yeah, through yeah, the yeah. mountains and all that. It was a good crack, you know what I mean? It's like, 
And then I went to the Big Buddha as well. Um, where's that? Is it Lang Tower? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, you can get like a you can get a, a thing, can't you? Carriage upstairs. Yeah, you yeah. I went up it. there and spent the day up there with a couple of people. It was good crack, and then spent some nights in some seedier places and all that near. I can't remember what is it Wang Tao or something like that. Is it near the near where the airport is? Is like another little bit of Lang Tao. Lang Tao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, the, the, there's a lot of council estates on there. Like yeah, we went. It's we went, quite. It's quite thing. Yeah. <laughs> we went, we went but, to some of the bars out there. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's, it was it's, rough as balls. Do you yeah, know what it's, I mean? it's but rough and ready. That like, like I know like, what you mean. It was a good crack though. We had a good laugh at everyone, even though like I did anyone spoke English. It was mm. like, I mean, I was there for two weeks and. Like a lot of the people didn't speak English that I was I was with. Do you know what I mean? It was like I had to learn little bits and pieces like of their own language. Do you know what I mean? Just mm. to just to get by. But what a great time! Didn't need to speak to anyone all the time. Do you like, think they're really friendly? Yeah. Like yeah. I know it sounds daft, but I've I've said to my missus, I said never in my life will I go back to China. Yeah. And no, not a chance. Yeah. Um, just simply because. Um, we're in Hong Kong and mm. we like to do like it's because it's when you're there you pay yeah. what is it like 500 quid or whatever for your flight yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you're there we can go on like a little excursion holiday while you're there so for us to go to Japan one time yeah. we, we paid 90 pound like yeah. to, for us to go from here you, you're looking 700 quid uh, you know what yeah. I mean you definitely are so once you're already nearly there I, oh, that's why I stayed in Kowloon as well because mm. it was, it's the old area and you know what I mean it's like I was I was looking at hotels on Hong Kong Island. A lot of people won't even understand that it is two separate bits. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But like, yeah, I just thought I want to go old kind. You of can crack. you can tell the difference, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like when you're there, if you look over at Hong Kong Island, yeah, it's like skyscrapers, all like yeah. big money. And then if, you, yeah. if you're over on that side and you look over at the Kowloon side, yeah, it's more traditional, and you can see is, the sort uh, of you can see the old the, the old fields, the little alleyways and stuff like that. I, I prefer it to be fair. I yeah, know, I love it like that. I like food just and buying that's lovely. street food, and, yeah. that, and it was great crack. I was a bit ill, but yeah, <laughs> you get used to it after a couple of days don't get me started um, on just so you know this is an, another little thing as well yeah. um every holiday me and my missus go on yeah i eat the street food wherever we go yeah, yeah. Mate, every holiday i've ever been on i've shit myself <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah. not even joking it is a bit rough like but it, it's nice some of it's yeah. nice i mean yeah. I, I had some some ropey meat. I don't know what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it had some nice sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be fair, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a lie. Yeah. I've, I've been Hong Kong loads of times, yeah. but I've never shit myself in Hong Kong. Right. Yeah. Everywhere else I have. Yeah. So um, we, we were in Hong Kong. We got married. We got married in that there. Yeah. And then we, I went on my honeymoon to Thailand. Yeah. Um, this is just one of many stories of me shitting myself. Yeah. Um, and. We went eating street food. Like Thai yeah. food is probably my second favorite after Chinese because yeah. it's just like fucking so nice. And yeah. like especially if you get traditional. Yeah. So we went to um, Phuket. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you been in Thailand? I haven't all? been to Phuket. No. Have you been to Thailand at all? No, I've been. Ugh, do I want to go? <laughs> I do want to go actually, yeah. but it's one of them, and everyone it's been stigmatized for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But um, party central or like oh my yeah. god, it was unbelievable. Yeah. But anyways, on the first night there. I knew what I was eating. Like, what got there, and I had this like yellow curry, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like literally called Thai yellow curry. And yeah. I had it, and, and and I thought, I'm gonna be badly after this because it was like off like the crappiest market stall ever. But <laughs> I just thought, I'd rather, I'm gonna try the, the, yeah. the real food. You know what? You don't want to yeah. go into like a, yeah. a posh restaurant and have like nah. something that's not 
Or a Mackies. Yeah, a Mackies. Mach- yeah. Like, another thing as well, yeah. we took one of our friends, uh, well, one of my friends took one of our friends to Hong Kong while we were there. Yeah. He didn't eat any Chinese food while he was there. He refused, a, outright refused, right? You've got so to try it, haven't you? He says, he says, I'll just live off McDonald's. Went to McDonald's and Jimmy yeah. said, it doesn't taste the same as home, right? <laughs> no, right? Yeah, no, honestly. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what he done? Yeah. He lived off tins of baked beans for two weeks. Why? Yeah. I mean, you've got to try their stuff, eh? Yeah. I mean, it's some of it's really good. Yeah, the, the, no, there's the, a lot of normal food there as well. Like pe- people don't realise yeah. that was British until 1995. So, was I? so you can you can go and get a fry up if you want to go and get a fry up. It's like I know that's what I knew. It was obviously it was a British colony and yeah. everything. And then you look at all the street signs and they're all British. You're like, oh, it's a bit weird, like, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, yeah. Thailand eh, with that with that um, with that curry. Oh my god, I was fucking badly. Like I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like I got to the hotel and like all through the night I kept going up to go to the toilet and I was like and I was being sick in that as well like yeah. and she was like you've done it again and I'm like I know everywhere we go yeah. I've done it I've done it in like Africa I've done it in I even done it in Spain who the fuck gets ill in Spain like I, know, I, I never really get ill anywhere but, I go really but um, I think it's just because I'm willing and open to try the food and I had like these chicken satay sticks I think that's probably what it is it was like a satay sauce but like yeah. I don't know where the chicken was from. <laughs> and anyways, I fucking shit myself, mate. And then, yeah. and it was fucking horrible. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't. I was standing in there. I, I, yeah. I, I, I woke up and then I didn't make it to the toilet. And I was like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> so embarrassing. So have you have you noticed in Asia, not nothing's regulated really, is it? No. Like, so like for instance, Thailand. If you if you go out to the road, all the electric cables are just hanging over the uh, over the road and stuff. Yeah. So I went out and I thought I need a Red Bull just to perk me up because it, it, t- it drained the energy right on me. Yeah. And I went to the thing and it was like a, a um, Thai Red Bull. It was it was Red Bull. Yeah. But like it was um, them shot ones. Have you heard of them shot ones? Oh fucking hell, ridiculous. Well, no, I'd never oh. had them before. I thought I'll try this. This will yeah. perk me up. Oh, so I got back no. to the hotel, hotel um, and I said oh, before we go out today because we're meant yeah. to go out on a, on a on a boat trip somewhere. And I just picked it up, necked it yeah. right. Before it had got into my stomach, I'd shit myself again. I stood there, right? My missus has got a video of it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I was like, Bradley, sort yourself out. I wasn't even drinking or anything like that. Because yeah. usually you get an upset stomach and that. So I just I was I just drank this Red Bull and then before before it could even get into my stomach, I just it just fucking spilled out of me. Uh, That's disgusting. I think the worst I've been I, I went to prison in um <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I wasn't I expecting to, that. I went to prison. Well, I didn't actually go to prison, but um, arrested. Yeah, we'll say. I got arrested in Greece and I got locked up for three days. Oh, great. Right, and it's, it's a funny story actually because this is what um, we're all about. I want to hear stories. Right, this is. I went, obviously we went. Me and my mates went to Zanti and that. And this was like nine, late nineties, uh, mm. and um. I hadn't even done anything wrong. <laughs> no, no, what did you do? <laughs> right, so this is what happened. We all went out clubbing, right? Had a great time and everything. And then as you do, like, because you're talking about food now, this is what reminded me of it. Um, we all went for a burger at the end of the night. And um, I had, like, it was drachma back then. It wasn't euros because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm that fucking old. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I had, like, a certain amount of money left. And I was like, fucking hell, I can get a couple of burgers or I can get a taxi back to the hotel I was like, I'm having, I'm having two fucking burgers here. Yeah. Like, I'm and getting just walk, them, walk it off. <laughs> yeah, and it's like five mile back to the hotel or whatever. So I got the two burgers, and the lads, like, f- fucked off somewhere else. I didn't know where they went. Uh, so I'm on my own, and then um, I'm, like, walking back up the dark, alley, up the dark, like, road, mm. with just taxis going past and all that. 
I'm like, this is grim. I'm on my own with two burgers and that. But you're pissed, you don't know what's going on. In a foreign country as well, that's another yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, it's a different feeling, isn't it? Yeah, and then, like, all of a sudden, these dogs start coming out of the undergrowth, right? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, this. And it's honestly 100% true. Mm. Right, so a dog comes out, uh, I give you a little bit of burger, right? And I'm like, oh, there you go, son, there's a little bit of burger for you. You've started it now. And then another one comes yeah. out, and I'm like, oh, fuck's sake, I'll give another one a bit of burger. So in the end, there's about six dogs following us up the road because I've got fucking burgers and I'm pissed and then they just want them fed. I'm like, oh, well, I've got six friends while walking up the road with us back to the hotel. I thought, oh, I'm going to get rid of them when I get back to the hotel. But I didn't make it back to the hotel because I seen these green lights, like, like shooting off into the distance. I thought, I'm going to have to... Hey, that's a fucking nightclub down there. I'll go there get a couple of free shots and then get back to the hotel. So I started going down this massive road with green lights and that, right, with the dogs. I thought, it's taken ages to get to this nightclub because there was loads of lights. It's all sparkling everywhere. Anyhow, it turns out that the big road that I was walking down was the fucking airport runway. Oh, God. And the green lights were the fucking landing lights. And I was walking down the airport runway with two burgers and six dogs, right? And then all these fucking blue lights start coming, and obviously because I'm walking down a runway, mm. and then I, the coppers all jump out, start shouting at me in, in Greek. Mm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And then obviously all these six dogs are now my friends. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the, the coppers started attacking me with batons and that, right? And I'm like... What are you doing? Uh, yeah. My burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> All you care about is your burger, man. When, when you when you're pissed and you if, when you're starving, you yeah. just, I was getting battered and I was bothered about the fucking burgers. But then, the dogs were my friends. Then mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. So they attacked the police. Oh, I so to. the police all got attacked. By you looked dogs. like a local madman at that point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you see yeah, these women with like ten cats. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, I was stood there with my burgers. And the coppers was like three of them all on the floor getting attacked by dogs. <laughs> I was like, so I was laughing my head off. I was like, this is ridiculous. I thought, I'm going to have to... And I just carried on walking and then obviously more cops come and then I got locked up in Zanty Town prison. <laughs> what, what was that like? like? It was fucking hot. It was awful, do you know what I mean? I was like, there. I didn't get bummed or out like that, you yeah. know what I mean? But like, I was in there for three days. And the guy from the British consulate had to come and um, he eventually said, oh, you can get out. Um, but the, these coppers that they showed me their injuries from these dogs, they've been fucking shredded, do you know what I mean? I like, wild dogs who aren't the Yeah, story, yeah, you know they, I mean? they got absolutely hammered. And um, I walked out and I was trying to make a joke about it on the way out and they all fucking scowled at me and that. And um went back to my hotel and my mate... Um, who I went there with, he just thought I'd been away for three days shagging some birds. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I've been to prison, you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I wondered where you were. I thought you just got with some fucking lass or something. I was like, oh my uh, God. no, mate, I've been eating fucking cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-mobile as well, so it's like it nobody like, had any contact. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. fucking phone anyone and out. And then mm. he was like, oh, anyhow, are you coming out tonight? I was like, uh, I think I'd, I'm going to sit in. I'll sit this one out, mate, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm going fucking nowhere. And it, that, but that was the kind of crazy shit. Were you scared? 
Well, I, was, I just wondered when I was going to get out. I thought I was going to be there for a few weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, how oh, the fuck am I going to get home? Sort of miss your flight home sort of thing. Is that yeah, what I thought, I'm gonna, not going to get home. No one even knows that I'm in this fucking hellhole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was fucking grim. It was just like... We're not uh, scared of corrupt police, like batting up well, the ass or like that. Well, that's what like. they like. Yeah. They give you a couple of slaps and that, you know what I mean? Like, batting you up and that, and like... You know, I mean, I've done that wrong. It was the dogs, it wasn't me. Hmm. Right, there's bite marks all over him, and it's dog oh, yeah, marks. It's not, oh, you haven't physically attacked anybody. I was laughing my head off. It's fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was one of my most memorable times abroad. Like Quality. But, um, Quality. Yeah. Stories for days, isn't it? That's what it yeah. is. It's like, you sort of reminisce on it. It's like, fucking hell, it was wilder than you remember. Like, yeah. look, because obviously, as an older person now, you, you you look back and think, fucking hell, I got into oh, like a weird thing. There's actually, loads like. of times. I mean, with DJing and that, with DJing for Wayne Lineker. Yeah. Some of the fucking crack that used to happen in his place, it was it was insane. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, I was just there being a, a normal party DJ, bit of house music and whatever. You know what I mean? And done the the football matches. I mean, talking about money, he um he said to me one day. Um, you can take 1% of the bar take if you organise a little team to promote the venue, like on the strip and all that. Yeah. It's like fucking 1%. That's shit. Do you know what I mean? He went, well, I'll tell you what, go on, think about it. And, and you know, like he said, this is the figures that we do in this place. And he told me the figures. Mm. And I was like, fuck me. It was 50 fucking grand on a Saturday. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's like 500 quid yeah. just for a Saturday. And then I was like, obviously, it's. Then you've got to guarantee the numbers, though, eh? Like, is it 50 grand every weekend? Do you know what well, I mean? It's a risky take, isn't it? I the suppose. money that they used to take back then, mm-hmm. like, I've said this to a few people in the past, like, I honestly don't understand how nightclubs from the 90s failed. I, I just oh, don't yeah. get it because. The amount of people going out back then compared to now was like 10 times, 20 times as, as many, you know what I mean? And the bills, yeah, I mean, because I've got a, a perspective of both sides now. Like, I've been in the, the DJ side of things, but now I'm obviously a club owner as well. Yeah. I know both sides, and I know how much money goes through it, and I know how much you need to make it work. And, yeah, back then... I, they yeah. must have had extravagant lifestyles because fucking hell, the money was flowing through them like no tomorrow. You hear, you hear your stories and that of like sort of nightclub owners saying like Kirabitha and stuff like that. Who yeah. they they were just ridiculous. Like yeah, um, like booking DJs for and because obviously it was like a marquee sort of event. Yeah, they pay them less than what they were charging everywhere else. Yeah, but yet yeah. they were getting fucking five six times more people in there. So it's just it's yeah. just mental when you think about it. Yeah. Um. So, moving on, we've been going an hour and a half. So, yeah. yeah, just time flies and you have fun. Yeah. Uh, I just want to close it off with a couple of uh, questions. I'm going to be asking all the guests. Yeah, yeah. So, in your time of DJing, playing in a band, uh, fusion, sort of running Dreamland, one three five. Um, what is your top three memorable tracks that sort of defines? Um your time within the industry? I think um, early times it was probably Show Me Love by Robin S. was a yeah, big quality. track back then. 
that still um, works now. <laughs> like yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? It's like that. That sounds also come back in that that the the M1 or um, organ. Joe. Yeah, yeah, it's that that kind of thing's back in again, isn't it? Mm. And then, um, I think the Dawn by Tony DeVee. Quality, it's like I love the breakdown on that. Yeah, um, and then is that is that sort of the, the reminds dr- you of the the Tidy Boys? Yeah, the era. kind of Dreamland era. And well, I mean, I used to play that that tune in Fusion as well. I mean. Yeah. And then obviously till tears do us part as well. I mean, another massive track. Which mix? Because it's been rinsed, mate. Oh, Flash Harry. Flash Harry, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. probably that one that I used to the play. The one with like the sucking in percussion. And that's yeah, really, really, I used to really play good. like them three tracks probably more than any other. Mm. I mean, in Fusion, there's a list of all sort, all kinds from mm. different era, eras of Fusion, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so like when you think of... Back then, now, like yeah. everyone's got a perception of everything in the mind. Yeah. When you think of back back then, do you think Kevin's Cry? Like, is that, is that what yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, it's like Kevin's Cry that back then and stuff like that. I mean, in your head, that's what you can hear when you think. Andy of the Kelly club. used to play Warrior and stuff like that yeah. all the time, and, and then you could set your clock by Dave Coates playing Poison at twelve o'clock. Yeah, every every week. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It was like it was mental, but like, do you not think the anthem's dying out? Like, like now to create an anthem, there's no oh, it's DJ. Rock hard, isn't it? it's there's no one, no DJ's got signature tunes either. Anymore. No, I was saying this to my missus like yesterday. Like, it's all diluted down now. I mean, I mean, when I when I left school, you, you talk like in '92. It was like the things that had come out then was like house music had become massive and rave and all that. It's like and, prodigy and that as well. Yeah, and and grunge music. Like oh, sort of like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, and, yeah, that them two things were huge. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it like overtook the world, but now for something to come out that has that kind of an impact, it just doesn't happen anymore because there's like, obviously with technology and stuff like that, there's just so many genres of everything. Yeah, everything's took a piece out of everything else, and it there's no, you know, it is diluted down now. It's not like. Like a, a set four or five things, like you had rock, grunge, rave, and that, that, was, that was kind of it for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? I find that, like, the last sort of massive, massive tune that was in bounce, sort of like yeah. uh, John Neal's You and I, like, yeah. um, or Decade. Um, yeah. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's, it's harder to make an anthem now. Like, yeah. I obviously write music and that myself. Yeah. And it feels like you put a tune out. And then you've got, like I've got I've got like a uh, I wouldn't say I've got a following but I've got yeah. a die hard twenty people who as soon as I put something out yeah. they'll be all over it but it feels like they just go so so like you've done that what's next like it's it's never like uh, go yeah. out and play it like I I try and uh, as much as I can to push my favorite own productions like. Yeah. Uh, I did a tune that went all right, um, that lifted me higher tune. I, I don't know whether you've heard it or not. Yeah. But like I used it on the after movie for the 135 event and stuff like that. Yeah. And just so people come, become familiar with it. And it's like noticeable now because if I play it out in 135, I played it at yeah. the last sank. Yeah. A lot of the girls know it. But yeah. it's, one, it's one of them things. It's like nothing can be an anthem. Like I, I can't yeah. think of what's a, a 2022 anthem within. I know what you mean. I mean, the thing, I've heard some of your stuff and basically. If you'd have brought out that music in '92, yeah, you'd have been in the charts. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's the difference. Like back then, any kind of like dancey, ravey music was making it into into the charts. Yeah. Whereas now, it's like I say, it's not. 
It's not as big as what it was. Like, like the way the way I see it now, like I think some songs are timeless, right? But yeah. If you think about it, it's, if, if Ultra Beats Pretty Green Eyes came out now, do you think yeah. it would even break the charts? No. It wouldn't. It's it just wouldn't. it's just another bounce tune, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, no I, one would be asked. I'm not even just saying bounce. Think of like like your your old school stuff, like your original mix of a uh, Entrance yeah. Set You Free. Yeah. I think that's timeless, and everyone yeah. knows it. Yeah. But do you think it'd break the charts now? Probably not. No. Because because there's so much of it. Yeah. It's like. It's like a, a constant wave of like tons of music I that people can bring out, and then one to stand out from the crowd now is fucking virtually impossible. I seen um, a statistic that was that was like it was mind blowing. It was like um, per I can't remember per day eighty thousand mm. tracks get added to Spotify. Yeah, I know it's not I mean? just all one genre, but eighty thousand tracks a day. Like that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, back then you were looking at like. You had to go to a recording studio, you had to learn yeah. how to play an instrument, yeah. you had to know about music, and then a record label had to actually think that your track was good enough to actually spend thousands of quid on pressing it to a vinyl. I've got friends yeah. who, were, who were, were producers, like producer friends or acquaintances, who yeah. we regular have um, sort of chats and that about it yeah. um, on the phone, and they, they say, like, they had uh, some shit tunes that, yeah. that, that I'd pressed... But knowing, regardless of, of of it being a shit tune or not, mm. like shit production, all yeah. right musically, but but just just yeah. half assed, yeah. they knew they were going to sell two thousand copies just because yeah. it, it's a it's another another track out. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if I sold two thousand copies of my latest single, yeah. fuck me, I'd probably break the charts. Like yeah. I'm not as daft as it sounds. You probably yeah. would get in the top one hundred off two thousand sales. I think it needs to be. I mean, it's it's too. It's, accessible it's too it? accessible now you're right yeah I mean that's what it is it's like and it, I don't know it's moving forward though isn't it you can't really go you back you can't to stop it yeah yeah you can't you can't go but, back to just being on vinyl and stuff like that you know what I mean only people that couldn't do that can make it into the charts yeah I don't like that you can't, I don't like the idea of it to be honest no nah, it's, it's got to be accessible but then like I say like I, I think stuff's diluted down a lot now I've honestly, I wasn't expecting your top three memorable tracks. To be honest, I wasn't. I, I didn't realize when you would say them that you would mm. go for as something as hard houseish. Like I thought you'd. Yeah, have, I liked. Uh, I liked that them tunes back then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Overlord was one of my favorites as well. Um, like that's because it, it was that era. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. I still like them now. I think when you listen to memories, there's always when you when you listen to a, a, a song, yeah. there's always memories attached to it. So it's like yeah. I listen to songs now that remind me of a summer of whatever year or yeah. or what you were doing at that time and place. Yeah, it's like it's like you think of the dawn because yeah. that was you playing. You were living the dream, living. Well, yeah, I was DJing to 1,400 yeah. people. Do you yeah. know what I, mean? I never, then, ever thought I would be able to do that. Yeah. it's like when I first started doing the Whitted and Cat in Whitehaven. And I was playing to like four drunken idiots oh, yeah. and who used to try and rip the microphone off you or whatever. So going from that to doing 1,400 people every week in Fusion, do you know what I mean? It was like insane. So I was kind of lucky that way to mm. be able to, to get a gig like that. Yeah. Because now, I don't know, people don't get that now, do they? I wouldn't want to be coming up now. I'm, I'm not saying I'm as yeah. uh, established as any of anything, but yeah. what I mean is I wouldn't like to be starting all over again mm. now. I think it's a, it's a hard market. Like It is now. I, I mean, that's why we're trying with our place at 135. It's like trying to bring back some of that kind of, you know, that kind of what it was like to go out then. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm ploughing all I can into it to bring it kind of back to that. Yeah. But 
See how it goes. It's working so far. Mm. Yeah. Right. And to sign off, yeah. last question I'm also going to ask everybody else yeah. is you go to a Chinese takeaway for a meal for one. Yeah. What are you getting? Um, I think I'd get sweet and sour chicken, Hong Kong style. I know oh. it's not even made in Hong Kong. Yeah, no, no, it's hey, no, it's better than what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to go oh, chicken balls and chips. Do you know what I mean? I just asking people just because yeah. it, it's just a bit of a, of a, a bit of a fun question. Yeah. And it's also it's mental when you ask people. Like yeah. obviously, my missus got the Chinese and stuff like yeah. that. The, the takeaway in Egremont. Yeah. But it's just it's weird when you see people's orders sometimes, and you're just yeah. like, I would never think of ordering that. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I know there's so much on the menu as yeah. well, and it, I found that when I went to Hong Kong, obviously it was like. There's nothing. It's not the same. Eh? Yeah, it's, it's not, not at all. It's not the same at all. You, you think really healthy, isn't it? It's like steamed and boiled yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I've never had so many pigeon feet in my life. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've ne- I don't like them. I, yeah. I've, I've tried them when I was about, I think I was about 14, 15, yeah. when I first got with my missus. Yeah. She, she just said, try it. And I was like, right, I respect it, but it's yeah. not for me. Yeah. And then... Pork, I think, was one of the ones I had a lot over there. Yeah. Trying to be a little bit English, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, yeah. I just want to say thank you for coming on. I appreciate yeah. it. And do you know what? For a first episode, I think that's been a, a, some some good stories being told. Yeah, there. pleasure being it. on. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Um, yeah, come down to my club. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> Club 135. On. On. Club 135 in Whitehaven. It's open. Are you open Thursdays? Yep, uh, Thursday so to yep. Thursday to Sunday, get yourself down there. It's actually yep. a proper good club. Um, you'll get your fix of everything as well, really, won't you? Um, yep. So there you go. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, that'll do. I think we're, we're good. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Nice to be on. <laughs>